When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 3, Chapter Titled, Angela's Men. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And we're here again. Yeah. It feels like it's been a month. I was about to say we're back, but like, it's just been the normal time. Yeah, it's just because January is the longest month known to man. It feels like it's been a whole year. Yep. But on the bright side... One of us is COVID negative now. That's me. And one of us tested positive. That's him. Uh, anyway. It's but, not so bad. No, it's not so bad at all. I'll, I'll be okay. Um, anyway, I am getting very sick of this room. It happens very quickly. And I spent a lot of time in this room, but as soon as you're like confined to it, it sucks. I told you. Yeah. I was whining about it a lot. Yeah, she was. Um, anyway, so Tanya. Yes. Anything you want to talk about? Well, there's a lot to talk about right now. Like what? Well, when you're confined to a room, there's a lot of media consumption. Yeah. Like, just, like, an extended amount. Mm -hmm. And luckily, there's a lot to consume right now. Like, there's just stuff coming out right and left. So, one, Peacemaker... Very good. Yeah, very surprisingly good. And and bear in mind that we weren't crazy about it after the first episode. But... Now uh, we are. We are in love with it now. I think it was what people were saying. Like, episode three changed everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. At, by the end of episode two, I was like, okay, I, I get it. Like, I like this show. Um, uh, but episode three was just like, oh, I love this show and I love these characters. Episode four, like you fall in love with some of the characters where you're just like, I, I didn't know I cared about this character. Yeah, definitely. It's so good. And the intro is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely Peacemaker uh-huh. highlight. Um, my friend Miranda, friend of the podcast, uh, who yeah. has been on here before, uh <laughs> While I was laid up in bed, we were talking about books, and we decided to read a book together um, while I was stuck in my room. And so we did. I'm not going to talk about what book it was, because it was a wild choice. But from there, we decided to have a two-person book club. So that's exciting, and I'm excited to read a book with her every single month. We already picked our February book. It'll be much better than the January book. And then Thursday night, surprise, surprise, Amazon came through again. They did it with Invincible, where we were waiting for Friday, and then boom, on Thursday, Invincible was available to watch. This week, it happened again. We were waiting for Friday. We figured Friday morning, we'd wake up early. We'd watch Legend of Vox Machina. But Thursday night... Alden came in and was just like, you ready to watch Vox Machina? Because it was out the first three episodes. And it was good. Yeah, it seems like Amazon shows may post at 7 p.m. East Coast time. Because um, I remember that happening with Invincible several times. It didn't happen every time, right? Like, there were a couple times where it didn't. Not at 7. There were times where it was more around 10 p.m. And we still watched it. Yeah. Um, but I went to go take a shower to kind of like soothe my sinuses and 
Like, as I was about to get in, I was like, it's 7.03, I wonder if I should just check Amazon. And it was there, and I was like, well, two-minute shower, let's go. Yep. And I ran out, and I was like, do you want to watch Peacemaker? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, or do you want to watch Legend of Vox Machina? And she, like, paused, like, thinking about it. Like, how how could we possibly? <laughs> and that's what we watched. Yes. So now we've watched all three episodes twice. I will say, um, I want everyone to watch it. Yes. I think it's great. Make sure there are no children anywhere in the vicinity of the room that you are watching it. Yes. Um, even more so than Invincible. Mm. Like, this is a different, uh, even a different category than Invincible. Um, I mostly disagree. Um, and there's more sex stuff in it than there is in Invincible. Exactly. Um, there's blatant nudity. Yes. Uh, and, and it's really only the first 10 minutes of the, the first episode. Right. I will also say, as someone, like, I do know some of the lore of the story, but I didn't listen to the first season of Critical Role. I didn't listen to the first campaign. So, from my perspective, it is going to have to be one of those shows where you get three episodes in before you're completely into it. Because they really do drop you in the middle of the story you have no idea how these characters ended up together they're kind of speeding through things and dropping a lot of easter eggs and um just from a viewer's perspective and not a fan's perspective i was like um it's good it's certainly entertaining but i want to know other things but Going into the third episode, they're kind of unfolding, like, some past things throughout the episode. So, it is incredibly good. It's incredibly gorgeous. Um, But it is very crass and um, definitely don't have your kids around. Yeah. Uh, And to to what you're saying about, like, being dropped in, like, it's playing out the way the actual D&D campaign does... um... And I mean, that's just kind of nature of the beast, I guess. If you're if you're animating a D&D podcast, it's going to be hard to like set it up the same way. But also um, there all of that stuff exists and is out there in other media. If, if you want to kind of see their come together story, watch Vox or read Vox Machina Origins, the comic book. Uh, because that's where that story exists. In fact, that story doesn't even really exist in the fiction of the show. Um they just kind of were together as a, as a D and D group does, you know, like when I sat down with my D and D group, it wasn't like a, uh, and how did, what led us here? It was like, here's these group, here's this group of people. And now they just are together and they have to figure out why they're together. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the comic book is really good. And I, and I feel like maybe after you watch these three episodes, you could go back and read through the Vox Machina origins comics because you've, I don't think the comics hit as well as they would if you don't know the characters. But as soon as you know the characters, you can read it and hear them in your head and like understand the the, the way that they're saying the things that they're saying and the, the flippantness that some characters have and whatever. So it definitely changes the tone of the book if you know the way that they speak. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, I recommend that to everybody too. Watch the show and then go read the comic. 
Um, I actually have the comics, so I'm going to give them to Tanya to read. And I'm fine with it, whether I read it or not. Too late. But I will. Grabbing it right now. It's right next to me. <laughs> I will read the comics because I do, I love Critical Role and I love these characters, but I do need an origin. Like when I'm reading a book, I cannot stand it if I'm even in a first, like a first issue of a book series, they're just like, well, this is where we're at, but we don't know why, why didn't they write from two months earlier when Mm -hmm. they moved to this town? Like, why are we here now in this town and not getting the origin of why they're there? Like, I need that. Right. I get that. Um, But I, I, yeah, I adore the show. I I agree with Tanya where it's a little bit crass in, in, not even like the best way. It's the same thing I said about Peacemakers episode one, where it just it it feels like for the first ten or fifteen minutes of episode one, they're trying to beat it over your head. Like look, 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 what all the adult stuff we can do. Yeah, and it's not it's not out of character for the show. There were a lot of stuff. There was a, there's been a lot of stuff in the Critical Role history that has been crazy out there and whatever. But it's different when you're watching a cartoon and then it's just like oh. Here's this. Yeah, I mean, the difference is when you're watching Critical Role, you're watching them play off of each other and right. like die laughing at each other and try to get each other to like break down. Right. And in the cartoon, it's just this thing is happening and there's no one just like rolling on the floor laughing after it. Right. It just goes to the next scene and you're like, huh, balls. That's, that's his balls, huh? <laughs> um. Yeah, but anyway, it's it's a fantastic show. It so, is. It's so gorgeous, if, and the music's incredible. Yeah. Um. Anyway, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think Before so. Before I say, you know what else we watched, though? What did we watch? Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 3, Chapter Titled? Angela's Men. Uh, go ahead and blurb me up now. Okay. All right, the blurb for this episode is Angela's father comes to town to recruit students into ROTC. This episode was directed by Jeff McCracken and written by Jeff Manell. The <gasps> Jeffy Boys are back. When was the last time we had Jeffy Boys? I don't remember, but um, you shouldn't ask those questions. And <laughs> You should know by now to look that kind of thing up. <laughs> I am sick, but... It definitely, like, that pairing, seeing that before we started the episode made me go, this is going to be great. Let's see what it is. So let's see how it plays out, I guess. Mm -hmm. Classroom or not, Tanya? We are not in the classroom. We are in the girls' apartment. Yeah, the stolen girls' apartment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're basically squatters. Yeah, and they're talking about how proud they are of it. Like, we yeah. finally made this place our own. They've decorated, and it's not great. They put, like, what looked like a bedspread over the table or the island thing that they have. It definitely looked like a bedspread. Mm-hmm. They're not great at interior design. It looked better because Jack is OCD. Mm. It's very apparent that Jack keeps things a certain way and it's his apartment so um he really should be able to move back in there but does he not right now uh no they're talking about how excited they are that it's just the three of them it's just the three girls and then you hear a knock at the door and they're like go away and and you hear um someone go milkman 
And Angela's like, there's no such thing as a milkman anymore. And then you hear Sean go, cow. <laughs> it was very funny. And finally, like, they've they've annoyed uh, the girls to death. And the girls, Angela finally goes to open the door. Because uh, Rachel's like, you're not just going to make him stay out there the whole time, are you? And and Angela's like, watch me. Like, it's, yes, I am. Um, she opens the door. She basically tells Sean to go away. He, she doesn't like him. Like, she, he needs to leave. And he's like, I'm going to stay right here. I live here now. This is my home in your door jam. And he says, I'm, I need to say one thing to you. And she says, as long as it doesn't involve I love or you. And he says, oh, I love her, you too. <laughs> <laughs> and then she slams the door and she's like, goodbye. And then you hear a bang at the door again immediately as she's like walking away. And she's like, uh, I thought I told you, I don't want you here. You are not welcome here. Goodbye. And she opens the door. And it's her dad. Yep. And she starts screaming, daddy. And he's she, he's like, why is there, why is this guy sitting in your doorway? And she's like, I don't know. Um, and basically, Sean starts talking to him and... He's like, you mean, sir? Well, and, and Sean says, I'm, I'm her, your daughter's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And she's like, ex-boyfriend. And uh, Sean goes, boyfriend. She well, just and, he, and he says, you see how she speaks to me? Um, and that's, I think, when Sergeant Moore is like, you see how she speaks to me, sir? Right. And Sean's like, why? And he's like, because I am a United States Army sergeant, and you will address me as such. And then he uses that time to say, and I am here to recruit young men like you into my ROTC program. And Angela's just like, what? I thought you were here to see me. And Sean goes, ah, oh, welcome to Angela's doghouse. <laughs> Um, but he turns around and he starts talking to Angela and he's like, I, I real, I am here for you, but you know, I have a job to do too. Um, and she's like, oh, well, you know, come meet my friends. This is Topanga. This is Rachel. And he's like, Hey, you know, the ROTC takes women too. And Angela's, Angela's just like, please stop selling. Like, just be here and be my dad. Yeah, and at this point, they've closed the door and walked away from the boys, and uh, Angela's dad is like, all right, so what's the story with the human doormat? <laughs> and she says, there is no story. And he says, um, it seems like he doesn't know that yet. And um, Rachel then jumps in, and she's like, oh, so tell me what what's what's going on with Mrs. Angela's mom or whatever. Is she in the army? Was she in the ROTC and Angela's getting just like furious and Topanga is just like, stop, stop, stop. And then Rachel's like, and what does ROTC even stand for? And Topanga um, says, Rachel ought to chill. Yeah. And Rachel's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they say like, well, Angela's mom left us. Well, not really. I... Okay. She's not, they're not together. Um, he says, you know, Angela, me, uh, Angela's mom and I are not together anymore. Mm. 
And Andrew's like, I don't want to talk about this because Topanga's parents are going through the same thing. Mm. And her dad goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And then Topanga's like, don't worry, though. I'm going to I'm going to help. Angela get through this and Angela's like and I'm gonna help Topanga get through this too and they like do a whole back and forth thing and they're actually absolutely adorable yeah sure uh but now we go to the classroom classroom and not Tanya Wait, what what isn't that where we go no we go to Chucky's we go to Chucky's where they have a bunch of seats set up um over by like the cafe no, but you're they're, right like, in rows and you see Jack and Eric in, like, one row. And you see the three girls in another row. And you see Corey and Sean, like, t- closer to the back row. Um, and Eric is staring at Topanga. And he's just like, I can't believe she did that to me, Jack. And Jack's like, will you please stop staring at her like a weirdo? And Eric's like, she beat me up and they do this whole little like thought bubble like montage of Topanga beating Eric up and it just reminded me how fantastic they were at that those two were so good at wrestling it was amazing yeah and Eric is just like and Jack tells Eric to get over it and Eric is just like I won't get over it I need to get my revenge and then we go over to the girls where I think Rachel says Topanga, Eric is still staring at you. And Topanga just looks like, eh, okay. Um, and then Mr. Feeney introduces Angela's dad to everybody. And he starts by saying, like, I'm very excited to int- introduce this uh, gentleman who is a, a captain in the army. I don't remember. I'm sorry for forgetting. Sergeant. Sergeant in the army. And... I, I especially, that's near and dear to me because I was in the Navy and Eric Stott goes, Mr. Feeney, there's no Navy in England, <laughs> which is just so funny because he's still holding that whole like Mr. Feeney's British accent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see like Corey and Sean start talking to each other too. They're like, why are we even here? Like, what are we doing? Um, but ultimately... We flip around to, like, a classroom, like a gym classroom. Well, first, uh, what's his name? Uh, Angela's dad goes, uh, is is anybody here unhappy with life? And you see people raise their hand, and then it cuts back to Feeney, and he's raising his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone raises their hand. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to, like, a gymnasium? Yeah, like a small gym room, and um, Angela's dad comes, like, jogging through the door and he's like shouting um orders and sean is jogging behind him like covered in sweat wearing an army t-shirt and he's doing everything that sergeant moore tells him to and then he just starts repeating everything that he says um but there's no one else there it's just sean Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden sergeant moore's like where where is everybody well, and and he also goes, as Sean is repeating him, he goes, are you trying to get cute with me, son? And Sean goes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of a sudden, Corey, leading the charge, bursts in the door, very nonchalant, very not sweaty, and he's carrying a bunch of fast food. Everyone else is walking behind him, and 
Sergeant Moore's like, where have you been? And he's like, oh, yeah, we stopped at like the burger shack or whatever. I got you a burger and a fish fillet and a finger puppet. And you see this like army finger puppet come up behind Sergeant Moore and start talking. And Sergeant Moore like grabs it and it's Eric. And he's like, hello, I'm the sergeant of the whole army. (laughs) (laughs) Eric was so dumb, but so funny this episode. I... I'm not finding the dumbening to be annoying at all. Not like yet, no. I really thought at this point I'd be like, "Oh gosh, the dumbening. It's so terrible." But I'm like laughing out loud consistently through the episode because of Eric. Mhm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was an episode that I I had issues with and elsewhere and and having Eric as the comedic relief made it such a fun episode to watch. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um what happens now? Um, so we're still seeing we're kind. It kind of does like the flip screen, and um, Corey is just like sitting in a chair. Another kid is sitting in a chair, and for a second, like for the briefest second, I thought he was playing on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out that he just had like some kind of like finger puppet or something in his hand. But like the way that he was sitting is the way that we all sit with our phones in our hand. And so my thought was, oh, they're all just sitting around on their phones. I was like, no one has a phone. But you see like everyone's sitting. There's a a person like sitting in the trash can, like waving a white flag. And Sean is on the ground doing push-ups. And Sergeant Moore is like, why are you still going? Everyone else quit. Um, stop trying to impress me. And, um, he says something about, like... Don't impress me. Don't impress your ex-girlfriend's father. You need to impress your own father. And Sean's like, my father's dead, sir. And he was like, oh, uh, impress, impress your, your mother. mother. And he's like, my mother left, sir. Two and times, sir. And Sergeant Moore just kind of says, like, wait, your mother left you? And... Sean's just like, yes, yeah, sir. He's like, no, 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 stop. Like, we're just talking now. Um, and so they do, they talk a little bit, like, very briefly about the fact that, like, his mom left. His dad didn't know how to handle it. He never recovered. And then he died. Um, so And that he never was able to trust a relationship again until he found Angela, sir. Yeah. And then Angela comes in and is like, Dad, we were supposed to go to dinner like 20 minutes ago. And then she spots Sean on the ground. She comes over and she's like, why are you trying to get to me through him? Like, it's never going to work that way. And she like kicks him over and like knees on his chest, like is is berating him. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, this is not how it's going to work. You don't get to do it this way. And and um. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Moore goes, I am extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, Angela states her piece. Sean is like, I don't understand. Like, I know that you have feelings for me. And Angela's just like, I don't. I don't he like says, you. I know you love me. And she's like, I don't. I don't love you. I And he's like, you, you, I, I know how you feel. And... And she says flat out, I don't love you. I can't love you. Right. Um, So now we go to Chucky's. Yep. 
um, where Topanga's just sitting on a couch, reading a book, very chill, very calm. And then you see Eric's head come up from behind the back of the couch. Um, and she like turns really fast and like he disappears and you, it pans over to Rachel and Jack who are like watching and Jack is like, why don't you just get help? (laughs) And then Topanga goes to like get something and she walks past this table where there's like two girls on either side and then like one one person with like a big hat like sipping tea and the hat like comes up some and it's eric like just watching her i don't know eric eric rocked that dress though for sure yeah um and then so then you know it kind of pan kind of pans away from that and and sean and Corey walk in and sean is wearing um an army, an army outfit yeah. or uniform yeah um and Corey's like uh what's with the outfit and sean's like i'm joining the army and Corey was like look i'm your best friend and i want what's best for you and i'm gonna support you so if you need me to join with you then i will get on that tank with you and sean's like really he's like no i mean i can't i the noises everything it would just be way too scary (laughs) tank noises are so scary i am a fighter so if you need me to i will do it sean's like oh you know what good point he's like no no no, please don't make me do this sean yeah and then um and and angela sees sean in in that outfit and walks away because she's like you you this is not going to work you i can't believe you're doing this to get to me yeah she stands up and immediately is just like why are you doing this to get to me right and i'm like wow that's a bit like narcissistic Um, well, and then, so her dad comes in and holds up a piece of paper and he goes, okay, I'm going to go ahead and read the resignation list. It looks like everybody. And everyone starts cheering like they got off easy, but they resigned. So, yeah. Um, but Eric (laughs) comes up behind him, jumps on his back and is like, I learned sneak attack in a ROTC class. And Sergeant Moore is just like. You are a disgrace to ROTC, to your country, and to humanity. And Eric goes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, but but I, I, I sneak attack. I learned it. I, I know sneak attack. Shh, shh. And like Topanga's watching him and he's like, shh, shh. <sighs> you can't let anybody know when you're going to attack him. That's a sneak attack. And then he looks at Topanga and he goes... I'm going to sneak attack you tomorrow at three. Um. And then uh, Sergeant Moore goes, that's enough. Drop and give me 20. And Eric drops to the floor and then reaches up and hands him a $20 bill and says, I need you to pay me back, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So then we go over to a table where Feeney is sitting down to, I guess, like have coffee with Sergeant Moore. Corey comes over, sits down in between them. um, And Sergeant Moore says, like, what can you tell me about Sean Hunter to Mr. Feeney? And Mr. Feeney, you know, says the most wonderful things. He's saying, like, I have watched Sean be able to rise above every obstacle that has been put in his path. And he has grown into the most kind um, and caring person. And he's so strong. And Corey's like, Ooh, tell, tell him about me. Tell him, tell him how great I am. Well, and, and amidst this, Corey says, 
Well, actually, do you know what the, the, his real problem is? Angela's real problem is, it's Topanga. And as he says that, Eric, <laughs> a tree shuffles over to them and stands next to Corey and goes, you're not going to have to worry about Topanga much longer. And then he pulls off the, the branch from his face and he goes, it's me, Eric. And then he puts the <laughs> branch back in front of his face again and shuffles away. So they have this whole conversation. Um, and and so Corey has explained, like, Topanga is poison. He is po- she has poisoned Angela, but don't be mad at her because she's my problem and I love her. And Sergeant Moore is like, I don't understand. I feel like I'm being dropped into like something so strange. And Mr. Feeney is like, oh, don't worry. It's just as bad if you've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cor- or Topanga gets up and walks by and like kind of gives Corey like some suggestive like flirty looks. Was that what it- I thought it was like angry looks because that Corey- was super not angry Corey had looks. just said like she's poison. she's poison and she walks by and looks at him and then just like he's like, oh, hi, Topanga. And she like keeps walking. And she grabs something off the counter and she walks away and they zoom into the display case and Eric is in the display case with his face like pressed up against the glass. Yeah. All right. So now we go. I want to say classroom we, now. We are in the classroom. Last time I said that though, I was wrong. We're in the classroom. We see up close to the American Gothic painting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at first it looks normal. And then, like, they start, you start seeing, like, our usual class people come through. And then they go back to the painting. And Eric is there, like, up against the painting. He is the farmer guy. And Jack walks by, comes over, stares at Eric, like, face to face. And is just like, please, man, please get help. And Eric's like, this is a one-man job. Do you want to help me? <laughs> and Jack is like, no, no, you are on your own and walks away. And Eric looks to his right at the woman in the painting and he goes, you have a very large head. I'm not sure why I married you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, ow. <laughs> and like she pinched him or something. Uh, and then Feeney walks in and he's just like, all right, listen, everybody. Uncle Feeney has had a bad day. Um, let's just get this, let's just get through this. He says, everyone's just going to do reading in their textbooks from this page. I need 40 minutes of tranquility. And, and as Topanga walks through and Eric goes to jump out of the painting at her, falls in between her and Feeney. Feeney grabs his heart and he's just like, oh my God. He goes, I quit. That's it. I quit. <laughs> Um, and now we go back to the apartment that yes. the formerly known as the boys' apartment. Formerly known as Jack's apartment. Formerly Jack, known Jack as Jack's owned apartment. apartment. Yeah. Um, uh, the girls are there. Um, it looks like they're getting ready for like dinner or something. And um, I think there's a knock at the door, and Angela goes to answer it, and it is Sean and Sergeant Moore, and. And Angela's just like, oh, well, like, he got to you. I didn't know you were, like, this easy mm-hmm. to her dad. Yeah. And uh, 
her dad is like, listen, I asked him to come with me. Like, it's okay for him to be here. And uh, Sean starts to talk to her and, and it's just like, listen, I, I just want you to know, like, I understand. Like, I don't know why you never talked to me that, that your mom walked out on you just like my mom walked out on me. And Angela's like, oh, great. You told him. And her dad is like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Like, you guys have common ground here and you need to work through this and understand that, like, this could help you. And Sean says, like, were you afraid that our common ground would bring us closer together? And she said, yes. At this point, Topanga and Rachel have fled the scene. Right. They're watching from the doorway, we find out. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Angela stays, like, just cruel to Sean as he is trying to talk to her. And she tries to walk away. And her dad grabs her, I would say, oh, too yeah. forceful. Incredibly forcefully. Like... I would be upset to see anyone grab their kid like this unless it was because their child needed to be restrained for purposes for the safety of others. Right. But she was just walking away. Like, and she's an adult at this point. Right. And he was, I understand why he wanted to stop her. Yes. And he had something important to say to her, but he grabbed both of her arms with both of his hands and like squeezed and shook her and said, I didn't raise you to be uh, someone who surrenders. And, um, and he said, you are not your mom. Mm -hmm. I have been with you. There's a difference between you and your mom. And she's like, oh yeah, what? And he says like, your mom was not in love and you are. And she's just like, oh daddy, I'm so sorry. And he's like, but you need to be able to tell people when you love them. And she turns around and she, like, starts crying and she tells Sean, like, I love you. I love you so much. And they hug and they hug and they hug and they hug. And And she says thank you to her dad. Yep. And then he has to leave. And then um, Topanga and Rachel are in the, like, in, like, not the doorway, but like. Yeah, like the bedroom doorway. Bedroom doorway. Like a beaded macrame like curtain up and rachel is like well one down one to go and topanga goes what are you talking about and she says well you know love is in the air and i can't imagine it'll be long before Corey finds out that they're back together and you immediately hear knocking at the door but now we go to the post credit scene yep during the credits while the credits are up on the screen and it is back in the same spot except later And Sean and Topanga are on the couch. They're making out. And Topanga comes down the stairs and she's just like, oh, you're still here. You just you're just never going to leave, are you? And Angela says, no, he's not. And Topanga goes over to grab a water bottle from the fridge. It's obvious it's like late at night. And she goes, you know, because I was just about to say it's like three in the morning and you're sitting on Eric. (laughs) And it cuts over to the couch, and the couch pulls back a blanket or whatever, and you see Eric's face cut into the couch that Angela and Sean have clearly been making out on for hours. (laughs) And it's Eric's face, and they, like, jump off of him, and he gets up, and they can't hold it together. They all, except for Trina McGee, everyone just 
bursts out laughing and you get to see like four bloopers of this scene and it is delightful every time because Will Friedle has this like kid giggle mm-hmm. and it is so funny and I also like we have watched Topanga go from like you know a teenage girl to like this weird construct of a overly mature person who never has fun Mm -hmm. ever so when you see danielle fischel burst out laughing at something it is like a breath of fresh air yeah yeah it really is yeah um but it was so funny but alden had to go back and watch it again because trina mcgee does not laugh one time yeah. through the entire thing. She doesn't even look at Wilfredo. No. She stays looking at Sean and Topanga. Yeah. It's it was strange and we couldn't figure out whether it's just because she is a good actress or whether it was she was over Wilfredo. Right. Like you can watch office bloopers where people are losing it and you see a person or two that's just like not laughing. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can't say one way or the other, but it definitely was like wow, like this moment was being had between those three. Mm-hmm. And Trina McGree. M- McGree. McGree. Trina. Trina. <laughs> <laughs> this is your own blooper reel. Trina, Trina McGee did not partake in the laughter at all. Um, anyway, that's the end of the episode. Tanya, how'd you feel? I really liked this episode. Mm. Um, there, I'm glad that they went into the fact that like, Angela has not just been acting like this because Topanga told her to. Right. Like, for three episodes now, we have been under the impression that Angela is just following what Topanga's doing, and it doesn't make any sense why all of a sudden she's just like, yep, no, can't do this relationship thing. It makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I... Didn't like her in this episode. Angela? Yeah. Mm. Um, And I think, I don't know if my whole thing was kind of skewed by the non-laughing at the end, but I almost feel like she is flat out not having a good time. Mm. And it's very possible. Her time on the show was very tumultuous. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe knowing that, makes me feel that way some but there's just i really don't know how to describe it it just seems like she is not there for this Mm. um i am glad that her and sean are back together i love angela's character Mm -hmm. like i love her and i think that's why i feel a little bit disappointed in her especially when this is an Angela-centric episode, because there's there was something missing, it felt like. Um, I also was very surprised, because I think I very, very vividly remember hating her dad. Mm. And I think I have made mention here and there on this podcast, well, like, oh, well, we know what her dad is like. Mm-hmm. And I think that was completely colored by just that one moment. Where he grabs her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, he's wonderful. Like, he's great. Um, I do think he meddled too much. But 
everyone knows their own everyone knows their own kids differently and i think this is a situation in which like he knew his daughter was in love and he really did like sean and he knew that something needed to be done in order to break her free of this um so pushing the subject i guess was necessary for him i personally would not interfere that much in my kid's life right ever but i think every kid is different and it's possible that with her personality like he knew that she needed interference um Corey had hardly any part to play in this but when he's talking to sean about going into the army he was hilarious Mm -hmm. it was so funny and sean was amazing as usual Feeney was hilarious. Like, he has gotten to do so many good one-liners over the past three episodes. Like, he's so funny. Um, I just... I think I'm really surprised that I don't actually hate Angela's dad. And I enjoyed so much the dumbening of Eric. I don't know. I think the dumbening is great. So that's how I felt about this episode. How did you feel about this episode? Um, I don't think it was a great episode. I think there was a lot of stuff that I enjoyed watching and a lot of stuff that made me laugh. Um, so I, I think you're right where it was nice to finally get some agency to Ange- Angela's thoughts and, and direction here. We, I mean, you're right. We keep talking about this season how, not we, but like Boy Meets World, we keep talking about how... Angela's just doing this because of Topanga. Mm-hmm. Angela has been broken up with Sean for a lot longer than Corey and uh, Topanga have been not speaking. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Um, yes, but this really does, like, Sean, like, so she told Sean that she loved him. Right. And Sean told her that he could not do this right now. Right. So somewhere in the middle of all of this, her emotions got overwhelming to her where she was like, oh, actually, I love him too much and I can't be with him because I love him too much and I'm going to leave. Like my mom did. Right. Right. But none of that has anything to do with Topanga. Right. Like, and that's, it was nice to see kind of like where she's coming from finally. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the way that Angela was handled, but I also don't like the way everyone else around her was handling her. Mm-hmm. I do not like the fact that Sean just won't let her breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, won't... Like, it It doesn't... Everybody who breaks up with somebody and who's still into them thinks that they're, the other person just needs to see the light. Mm-hmm. Maybe in this time, in, in this instance, that was true. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to decide that. I agree. You don't get to decide when it's time for them to learn something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like the way her dad was controlling and meddling the way that he was. I do think he was in, he, his heart was in the right place. Mm-hmm. And he was definitely well within his rights to talk to her about that and try to convince her. That's fine. Um, but but to actually, like, manipulate the situation to make sure Sean is there mm-hmm. and to try to, like, all of that was not okay. Right. And then to grab her and not let her leave, like, that's ultimate, ultimate, 
ultimate manipulation. Like, mm-hmm. literally saying, no, you're not allowed to leave. You're here now to, to discuss this. Mm-hmm. Like, Sean shouldn't have been there for that if if Angela didn't want him there for that. Um, so, while it all makes sense and kind of worked out in a way, that's not the way to get a positive result out of things. Right. Um, so I think that's what bothered me the most is because I do think, like, I was really wrestling with this as I was watching because I think Sean knows that there's something there and, and that he needs to try to be there for her. He's not doing it right. Right. Uh, and her dad knows that something is wrong and that she loves Sean and, and he needs to try to get through to her, but he didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. It worked, but that doesn't make it okay and it doesn't make it not damaging for her in the future. Because now she has this moment in time where maybe they were right, right? But the first time something starts to go wrong, her brain thinks back to this and goes, oh, I'm. this is all because they tricked me into this. Right. Instead of her coming to this realization on her own and making the moves to make it happen. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. That was a lot. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get through that because my was, brain was going haywire. It was great. You did fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not enjoying the Topanga stuff, and and the dumbening of Eric is clear, but it was so so it was so funny. Um, Eric and and Will Friedle in general is capable of so much more, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying what we're getting. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, Feeney could have a bigger role. I think what I've noticed this season or, or the past two seasons to an extent is even when Feeney doesn't have a major role, because for the longest time, if Feeney didn't have a major role, he wouldn't play a part in the episode. Mm-hmm. Or they would try to find a major role for him that didn't really like, it didn't need it this episode. Right. Most of the time it was like a B plot with him and Eric. It's right. how we got their relationship was because we needed Feeney, but he wasn't being involved with the other group. Right. But here, they've kind of made it a point to be like, well, we don't have a spot for him necessarily. He can just say a joke here. Like, it would be great if he told a joke here. Mm-hmm. And he's so good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I guess I I don't know if that explains how I feel well. Like, I enjoyed the episode. I also have so many issues with it. But I also kind of liked it. Like, it's weird. Um, it really bothered me the whole time. And it always has. It always has. Uh, and I've never been able to contextualize it until this podcast, right? I've always had a problem with this episode because of the Angela stuff. And I've never, even, you know, back when it aired, I remember, like, not feeling great about it. But I didn't know why. Now I fully understand why. Yeah, I think I felt the same way. And I just assumed I hated Angela's dad. Mm. Um I felt the exact same way as everything that you just said. Like, I kept thinking to myself, like, she literally has no autonomy over herself right now. She's right. got, like, Sean in one ear and her dad in the other, um, which, for the purpose of the show, like, it's a 25-minute episode. Like, how are they going to have Sean understanding what's happening along with her dad talking her right. through it? Like, they kind of all had to be there. But in a real-life situation... Like, to an extent, if they had this in their in their in their plan, and it wasn't just a I don't know what do we need this episode kind of thing, mm-hmm. like if this was something they had planned on, there's no reason where this couldn't have been hinted on or 
or pushed towards a little bit here and there for the last few episodes. Or done a two-parter. We yes. got two and three parters of just Topanga being angry that her parents are divorcing. Right. Why couldn't Angela get a two-parter? Can I tell you, like, COVID brain is crazy because for a second now, I just thought maybe they could only, <laughs> maybe they could only fly Angela's dad in from the army for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost said it. And then, like, you're talking and just I was somewhere else because I was trying to figure out where that thought came from. <laughs> love you <laughs> anyway go ahead no i mean that was it like i i agree with your feelings on it i think i just for some reason enjoyed i've gotten to the point where i enjoy the fun so much more now yeah like than i did before yes yeah no i, I that's and that's what i'm looking to these episodes for i guess and i'm getting that so it's not so disappointing um when i'm having these issues with it mm-hmm um plus eric is just so funny yeah um anyway that's how i feel about the episode awesome um man that's an abrupt end huh is it what now what do we want to what do you want to do you want to play a game (laughs) um anything else you want to say no i don't think so just thanks for listening uh and tell the people where they can find us uh you can tweet at us on twitter at bmg and bmw you can email us at bmg and bmw at gmail.com and you can join our facebook group just type in boy meets girl meets boy meets world into the search bar you'll get approved and then you can chat with us and that's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 3. Do good. Class dismissed. <laughs>